0: This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the fourth Sunday of Easter, Good Shepherd Sunday, the 12th of May. Commercial television has been hosting a Saturday night show entitled The Voice. It doesn't take much to work out that this is a talent show for wannabe singers. Sometimes you wonder, of course, at the level of discernment at allowing certain voices to be heard on stage, in public, while others are real discoveries who have a future career in singing forged for them. The voice is a wonderful and powerful organ of communication, and the strains of a sonorous voice can raise and quell the human spirit. Jesus says that my sheep listen to my voice. What is it about a voice? John Henry Newman said that the written word on a page can often leave us cold, but a voice can move and melt us. You can read an argument or a description in a text and you might understand it, but then somebody speaks to you about the same argument and their voice somehow causes you to melt and comprehend it. You might think of some singers even in their twilight years who still have the capacity to make us sit up and listen and be moved. Perhaps we had parents who read to us as children, and we can still hear their voice, even when they're long past. How wonderful and strange that Christianity is not a set of ideas. It's not a philosophy or ideology. The Church uses philosophy to help us get to the heart of matters, but it's not like a philosophy in itself, such as Platonism or existentialism. Rather, Christianity, deep down is a relationship with someone, someone who has a voice. Christianity starts not with a set of ideas all coming together, but with a band of men who sat at the feet of this Jesus and listened to his voice. St Paul says that faith comes from hearing. Faith doesn't well up from the interior or from an intellectual musing. It comes from hearing. The first disciples were privileged to hear the voice of the historical Jesus. And I've often wondered what he sounded like. They heard his very particular tonality and texture. How could they have ever forgotten the sound of his voice? We too, all these centuries later, are the sheep of his fold. We too hear his voice in our own way. That's why the privileged place for us Catholics to hear the word of God is at Mass, where we hear the Bible, hear the voice of the Lord, and it's made present again. We also hear the voice of Jesus when the bishops and popes speak to us. Again, John Henry Newman was a great lover of the Bible, both as a Catholic and as an Anglican before. But he was hungry for the living voice of the Church. And he said only the Catholic Church claims to have that living voice. For Newman, the living voice of the Pope and the bishops was the only way to adjudicate the disputes within the Church. After all, the Bible is our book, since it was the Catholic Church that compiled the Bible back at the Council of Carthage in the year 397. From all the literature that was going about at that time, the bishops of the Catholic Church said these are now to be set and read as the authentic word of God because these are the genuinely inspired books of the Bible. That's why the church is the authentic interpreter of the voice of God speaking to us in the scriptures. We also hear the word of Jesus in the conscience, which Newman called the aboriginal vicar of Christ in the soul the aboriginal vicar of Christ in the soul. We call the conscience a voice within us. We might say this when we admire a work of art or appreciate something sporting. We say that we have a feeling that it's good. With our sense of morality, we call it a voice too, as though it were someone speaking to us in it. When you have a moral decision to make, you think, "Shall I do this or that? And I hear the voice of my conscience saying yes or no. Somehow we know that by responding to that voice or by violating it, we are pleasing or offending someone. In the conscience, we hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. We hear the voice of Jesus too in good spiritual friends, in those who comfort us and keep us being called to a higher ideal and to encourage us when we fail. Think of our mums or dads, our husbands or wives, maybe your children. They can all be the voice of Jesus speaking to us. We have to follow the voice of the shepherd, the voice of the good shepherd who calls us and leads us along the right paths. That voice is the voice of Jesus in the church today, which is heard in the voice of the magisterium. Magisterium comes from the Latin magister, magister master or teacher, and that is why Christ has given us his voice in the magisterium, so that we won't get hopelessly lost. The marvellous reality of the magisterium is that it remains consistent in what it teaches us. That voice is proclaiming the same thing down the centuries. Even if the tone of that voice may change, the substance remains unchanged. So something that was taught as true in former generations and ages remains still true, and can never be taught as untrue in a subsequent generation truth is truth whether only a few hold to it error is error even if the majority are adhering to it jesus our good shepherd prompts us to listen to the gentle winning tone of his voice and his teaching rather than the myriad siren voices of the world that call us in every other direction telling us of false paths. And there are so many voices today, so many sounds, so many words. How do we know which are the ones to follow? If we are trained and schooled in the spiritual life, if we are formed as disciples of Jesus, then we will recognise his voice amidst the cacophony of noise that distracts us, just as the sheep know and identify the voice of the shepherd when he calls out to them. If the ear is trained, then we know his master's voice. And the reason we listen to his voice is because he gives us eternal life. Yes, we can work for the church in all kinds of different ways, perform good works of charity, alleviate the sufferings of the poor and the sufferings of others. We can be altruistic and so on. But if that is all there is, then there's no difference to following any guru or any other spiritual teacher. The reason we are listening to him is because he is leading us to eternal life, to a renewed and transformed life on high with God the Father, the life of heaven where we shall never perish. This is where the Good Shepherd is leading us by his voice, if we but listen like Mary his mother, And the apostles, listening to that voice, that word, which will lead us to the heavenly Jerusalem. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, lead us to a share in the joys of heaven, so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen.